with True Balls for 2020. It's been a long time since we've been here. Shawnee Podcast here, Sean Sheehan, as you always know, back with you. Joined today by the man himself, Big Daddy Murphy, back from his uh, paternity leave to join us on True Balls. <laughs> Big Daddy Murph, how are you? Oh, not too bad, Sean, not too bad. How's daddy life I've, going? Uh, it's actually grand. It's yeah. not, well, like, spare time and, like, your. Just general freedom is a little bit less, but other than that, it's gone great. <laughs> other than my whole life being turned upside down, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's good. We're lucky, she's a, she's a good one, but yeah, it's a, it took a bit of adjusting. Yeah, sure, Jez, it would. Sure, you might as well get old now. I, I need to start getting old myself, but sure. <laughs> That's a podcast for another day, I suppose. But uh, <laughs> Mother and baby are well anyway there. Oh yeah, they're all doing well. All That's doing the, well. That's the main thing. That's and, the main thing. Uh, I was doing well too until I started getting abusive videos from podcast fans at fucking three AM last Saturday night, whatever time it was. Well, they weren't actually abusive. They were they were more supportive. Our vice Shane Heffern and Heffa, big Celtic fan, sent you a lovely video saying, "JJ, I want you." Like I, I honestly, when we started this, I thought everyone would hate you because I've hated you for like ten years. But <laughs> the people love you. Like the people, why do they love? You? I don't know what it is. What do you think it is? Hearts and minds. I, I'm a man of the people, and I talk sense. <laughs> Yeah, you do it. For, talk shit more like. <laughs> <laughs> sure, look, these things happen. Yeah, uh, Shane Erfin and Grant Man, Dan Stritch, big fans of the old podcast, and our boy uh, Gavin as well. Grant Man, always, always supporting us. So we said yeah. we have to get back for the people, like, didn't we? We have to do it. Oh yeah, sure. Fuck it. What were they doing without us? Yeah, oh, exactly. So let's uh, let's have a yeah. chat about it. I suppose the biggest thing that happened since we we obviously did the the special at Christmas and went down fairly well with uh, the two Davids, the transfer window. <laughs> Well, what's your take on the whole transfer window? Like, did Man United do well? Did Man United do bad? Did anyone do well? Did anyone do bad, really? Uh, I think in hindsight, they've done well enough, even though I'd say if we'd done a podcast throughout January, I would have slated the whole lot yeah. of them. Like, there was <laughs> there was times I just thought we were becoming a circus. Yeah. Um, because we didn't do Haaland. We did, I thought Bruno wasn't going to get done. Then we were getting linked with every sort of second-rate striker gone. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was going to be a disaster, but it actually turned out okay, I think. Um, like, if you look at the business we've done compared to other people, we've probably done all right. Yeah. It's, uh, not not much business was done in, in, in January, I suppose. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, the whole way around. But, like, I think Fernandez is a fantastic signing. Just a few games he's played so far. You know, so some lads come in and they have, like, a, a great impact. Some, like, it's even like Dan James, you know, he had a great impact and he came in at the start. But you never thought it was like, maybe you thought he could keep it up and keep doing it, but it was never like, oh, this lad is kind of guaranteed to be very good. I think with Fernandez it's a little bit different. I think just the way he plays and the attitude he yeah. plays with and the things he does makes it like, it's hard to not see him being very good for, for a very long time. You know, injuries and, and everything aside like that. He just seems like, he seems like the right character. He seems like a Man United player, doesn't he? Yeah, I think he does. Like you, I don't know, like you can kind of just see he's nearly a class above the rest of the players around him like and it's like let's say Dan James came in and he had a great first couple of games but there were kind of lightning moments and like whereas 
like Fernandez has come in and it's it's almost been his composure more than anything else has impressed mm-hmm. me. Like he, uh, I know he's played well, but like it's not just flashes of brilliance. It's composure, controlling the game, passing well, like almost leading. Like his very first game, he was pointing at players where to run, where to pass the ball. Like when's the last time we saw any United player really trying to do that? Like mm-hmm. I, I just I think he's, I think he's top class. Like and he's just. You can see he stands out from the group we have at the moment. Yeah, you can yeah. like you can see it as well. Like you know, we mentioned Dan James. Dan James actually looked better the last couple of games since Fernandez is coming in because he's you know he's playing those balls from Durunanta, and that's what players like Dan James need. You know, the same with uh, Antonio Martial. He's looked better the last few games. He's got a couple of goals as well. And I know um, Fernandez has put on a, new, a few assists for him. Like, but it's. <clears throat> It's someone like that, man. United just kind of needed. They were absolutely divided at. And I suppose you'd say Pogba is that player, but he hasn't played. And I don't know if we. I, what are you doing here? <laughs> kind of oh. you, Sorry, <laughs> I was just closing the door. Sorry, <laughs> right. but I suppose like I know we'll probably get into Pogba in a second, but like that's the kind of player Man United need. Do you know? Not not necessarily a box to box midfielder, but a person who will affect the game between the halfway line and the eighteen yard box of the other uh, of the other person's goal. Like that's not what we've had. We've had you know good fast wingers like Rashford and and James and like a good striker like Martial, who's an okay striker. The defence hasn't been too bad. The right-backs and left-backs haven't been too bad. The midfielders have actually been okay. You know, uh, uh, Matt has just played very well, I think, in the last few months. And so has Fred. But that box there in the middle of the field, between the centre circle and uh, and the uh, and the, the goal or the uh, fucking edge of the box, that's the area. And that's the most important area in football. Like, we, we see with the likes of Kevin De Bruyne playing for uh, Man City or, uh, like, Firmino playing there for uh, for in a different sort of role for Liverpool. That's a really, really important part of the field. And that's the cog that, you know, makes everything go. And for Man United just have not had that. You know, we've had Pereira playing there or Matt had the odd time playing there or Jesse Lingard playing there. It's just none of it really has worked. And I think Fernandez might be might be that key. What what do you think? Do you think Fernandez can play with Pogba? Or do you think Pogba is just like dead in the water at Man United? I think Fernandez could definitely play with Pogba, but I just don't think Pogba really I'd say he's gone like more or less. I don't know how how dedicated he is to United and like in one way I kind of fucking hate him for it and then in another way I'm like well fair enough like he he's probably he's probably rated as one of the, the better players in the world and he's at a team like in fifth sixth kind of challenging for Europa League mm-hmm. so uh, like I can kind of understand him wanting to go but it's maybe the way he's going about it but I to be honest, I don't. He might play a few games between now and the end of the season to try and get into the the French squad for the Euros. But other than that, I don't think he really cares about United at the moment. But if he did and he applied himself and wanted to stay, I think Fernandez could easily play with him. Yeah, I I tweeted out in the True Balls account a few weeks ago. Like Paul Pogba is not a great player at all. Like we we like to think of things sometimes. Like is someone a great sniper if they've never picked up a gun? Like Paul. Pa- <laughs> You know, it's true, isn't it? Like, you know, I, I've, I've, I'm, I'm not going to be a great swimmer if I never jumped in and got wet, am I? Like, it's Paul Pogba doesn't play, and when he does play, he's fucking sulking around the place and he's useless. He's one good fucking performance a year. Like, Paul Pogba is just an average fucking player. Let's be honest here. Who never plays, never tries. He's just robbing Man United of three hundred and fifty grand a week. He's a joke. Let's be honest here. That's what Paul Pogba. Yeah. Is. No. 
look, I, I can't disagree with any of that assessment. Mm-hmm. Um, like, based on what he's done for us, you're dead right. Does he have the ability to be class? I think he does, but I just think he doesn't have the, the mentality. And, it's part of it, though, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it's massive. It's mm-hmm. massive. It's probably the, the biggest part. Like, fucking look at Andre Gomez. Yeah. Basically broke his leg and he's back quicker than Pogba, whatever injury Pogba has. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I just... Does he even yeah, have an injury? He... Like, is he even injured? Like, <laughs> is Pogba just waiting to get the move in in the summer and waiting for Mino Raiola to get an extra bit of money out of him? Like, this Mino Raiola thing is like, what? What's your take on that? Like, with I know you're a big fan of Holland and I, I championed him for years, but like, are we better off away from Holland just to keep away from Mino uh, Raiola altogether? Oh, run a mile if he scored, if he scored fifty goals a season, I wouldn't want him as long as that lad is over him. Like, yeah. he's just because he'd he'd bring him to the club. He'd play well for two or three years and then he'd be just toting them around to the next club so he'd get a signing on fee mm-hmm. like I don't, did you hear his like interview on TalkSport with Jim White and yeah. uh, what's your man's name Jordan oh, the lad it was at uh, Crystal Simon Palace Jordan, yeah. Simon, Simon Jordan, Jordan. Yeah. like <laughs> I don't know like Simon Jordan completely shut him up mm-hmm. which I thought was brilliant but like he he talks out like both sides of his mouth. He's like, oh, I don't own the player. No one owns the player. He's not a slave, all this sort of stuff. But then he keeps talking about where he should go and what he wants to do. And uh, he's, he's only in it for himself. He keeps saying, oh, I'm in it for my players. But I don't think he is. He wants to move them on. Big signing on fee. Doesn't care whether the player plays well or not. Yeah. But the best part about Rayola, though, is that he's potentially getting associated with Lingard and he might mm. finally get him out of the club. God, I, I I reckon he's just getting uh, <laughs> getting on with Lingard so he can annoy Man United more. Like, who'd buy Jesse Lingard? Like, who would? Like, you couldn't uh, fucking give away Jesse Lingard for free. He's that bad. Like, oh, I think you could. Like, clubs yeah. are stupid. Like, yeah. Bo- I keep saying Bournemouth pay thirty million for Dominic Solanke. Yeah, God, imagine if we like, got thirty uh, million for Lingard. I reckon you would. Oh, maybe. Like, he's still he's still young enough. He's like fucking thirty four now. <laughs> It's yeah, like no. 28 or something, 27. Yeah. But like, soccer is a weird one because the next club always think, oh no, I'll get the best out of it. Yeah. So they'll, they'll take a punt, like. Mm-hmm. And hopefully someone does. Yeah. Oh, God, we need to get rid of Like, I think he's just. He's exactly what you don't want in a Man United player. Like, he is just an average player who's was given a chance and has gotten worse like you want lads to be given chances you want them to get better you want them to prosper and then you want them to play like give, give them their chance when they're young you know send them out on loan even like he was let them come back give them his chance and if they prosper you know very good bring, bring them in let them play but if they don't you have to move them on like you have to move on oh, yeah. you know it's not a it's not a charity gate and it's not this thing of homegrown players or English players but we've plenty of homegrown players we just plenty of English players coming through that we can buy we don't need Jesse Lingard to keep up the quota like uh, like a Liverpool might when they're you know with their financial doping when they buy all the best players in the world to become the best team in the world like we, we don't Man United don't need that we've Mason Greenwood coming through who's a fantastic player like play fucking Chong play play um, I, I, uh, Angel Gomez like why the fuck isn't Gomez playing all season where Jesse Lingard has played loads of matches like it's oh, yeah. I don't know it's ridiculous it's, it's whole, I suppose yeah, like, what, you, what you think of Solskjaer like it's, it's right now I know we've had ups and downs with Solskjaer but as we speak Solskjaer oh I don't know I'm still very torn about this like during the January window and when I saw all the circus that was going on with the club like I was thinking like Let's say when I started my job, right, the first thing I was handed on the day I started was a laptop. 
because yeah. I needed that to do my job right. Mm-hmm. Ole came into the came into the job. He needed a laptop and he was basically handed a fucking <laughs> sheet of paper, a biro, and a calculator. And it's like, here, do the job with that. God, like yeah. that's 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 kind of what's happened. Like he was handed a ball of crap, but I still don't think he's done enough with that squad. Mm-hmm. Like. He shouldn't be top of the league or anything, but geez, we've messed up some amount of chances to get into the top four. It was like any time we got him within three points, we start, we lost or we dropped back down again. So I don't think he's done that well. But like, you see now the difference, even one signing, like he got Fernandez in and like all of a sudden we're looking that bit better. Mm-hmm. And like, imagine if Rashford was fit with Fernandez there as well. Like, so we've, we're missing a few big lads. So it's kind of hard to, to judge him, to be honest, at the moment, because I don't think he's got a full run with the full squad, kind of. Mm-hmm. Like, Poggs are missing for the whole season. Rashford's missing a chunk. McTominay was missing a chunk. Like, he was throwing together a patched-up team there for ages. Mm-hmm. Um, so, oh, to be honest, I, I think if Pochettino is there for next season, I'd go for him, which is kind of a flip from what I was saying before. Yeah, But I think potentially... That's maybe been a little bit unfair in Solskjaer, but feck it, we have to just do it, I think. Yeah, I agree. Like, from before Solskjaer got the, the full-time job, when he actually got the full-time job, I said, wait till the end of the season, see how he does, and if he doesn't do it then, you know, replace him or whatever. And, you know, my thinking always behind that was he has no backing behind him in terms of previous. You know, he's never done it. He's never brought a club from eighth in the Premier League to, to top four or to the top two or something. You know, like a Pochettino has. Okay, Pochettino hasn't won the league, but I don't think we're in that position to even talk about winning leagues right now. Uh, and I look, that's exactly my same position now. I think he should go to the end of the year and Pochettino should come in. But I think, like, Solskjaer has got... He's not been good. Like, like he's not been great in terms of, as you said, they're getting us into the top four when there's been so many chances. You wouldn't call him good in terms of the results and everything like that. But in terms of, like, the way Man United are playing and the actual players itself, I actually don't think he's done that badly. Like, I haven't absolutely hated watching Man United play for most of the season. You know, probably... Probably 30% I have because we've had yeah, bad performances. Yeah. Be bad. But, you know, the play has generally been good. You know, Rashford has improved a huge amount in, in the last year. I think Luke Shaw coming back in, we might talk about Luke Shaw in a second. I think he had a bad patch there and now he's coming back again doing really well. Brandon Williams has come on leaps and bounds. Look at Juan Basaka. He's, his defending was always great. Yeah. We knew that. His attacking now is absolutely fantastic. Matic has improved this year. Fred has improved this year. Mason Greenwood has improved this year. You know, a lot of people, you know, want to give Solskjaer a stick and I'm one of those people as well. But he has, you know, under his watch, all these things have happened. And I think most people would yeah. agree with what I said there. Like, does he deserve a bit of credit for that? Oh, he definitely does because you heard there all this it's crap going on in the media it's like one person says it and then everyone jumps onto yeah. that why would players go to United they all get worse mm-hmm. like just like you said there like everyone was on about Fred they were using him as, as an example that he came in he got worse mm-hmm. I think he's playing exceptionally well the last while like he's kind of shown what we bought him for um, like you said he's given Greenwood a chance he scored what 11-12 goals this season he's 18 years old like there's he wouldn't get that chance at any other clubs. Like, mm-hmm. like he wouldn't get that chance at Liverpool. He wouldn't uh-huh. get it at City. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, he has done that. McTominay has improved under him. We've got the second best defence in Europe. Yeah. So, <laughs> had to put that in there. <laughs> That's the most bullshit stat ever, but I absolutely love it. Like, I love it. It's, it's a fact. It is a fact. It's not a bullshit stat. It's a fact. It's a fact. But, 
But like, yeah. so then, uh, oh, fucking, maybe I'm doubting myself now again, but mm-hmm. like, when Klopp came in first, Klopp had a way of playing. And when Pep came in first, they, like, they had a way of playing. And it just, it didn't work because they didn't have the players they wanted. Yeah. So like, Solskjaer's come in and clearly he doesn't have the players he wanted. He he gutted a few last summer and then he was kind of left with a fairly treadbare squad with a lot of average players in it. And then you see all of a sudden one signing that he wanted and you can see the improvement already. Mm-hmm. So like... Do you see that way of playing though? Do you think like there is that like formation that Solskjaer plays, like that really good way of playing? Like I think he does it away from home and like the split strikers and the, the counter-attacking and stuff. But I think that's because of like the actual players he has because they're good and fast on the break. But like do you think he has that set standard play like Liverpool do with the high press uh, and you know just the, the unbelievable way they play and City with the obviously the, the very slick passing and all? I don't think Solskjaer has that, do you? it's probably not as clear as that but then it's cut that, I'd say that goes back to he's making do with what he has mm. but like I do think he has a style of play and like or, the criticism was always oh we're very good against the open teams but then we can't break down the teams to sit back yeah. but I've I've been saying all season that's because we're missing a creative player like we're missing like a Fernandez basically that proper number 10 who can actually pass forward mm-hmm. like you said the last day he, he passed forward and we were yeah. like what's going on here we haven't seen that all season <laughs> yeah it was so weird but <laughs> and we haven't seen that all season sure, yeah. Lingard's not going to pick up on a defence Pereira's not going to do it so maybe like I think he does have an idea or a style of play but he just hasn't been able to enact it like. mm-hmm. um, yeah. so I don't know fuck, maybe I'm being a bit harsh and he does deserve another summer I don't think so. Like, I think the big issue with Solskjaer is he's not going to be a success long term, and everyone kind of knows it. I think you know. I just don't think he has it in him to be a success long term. And is like, if you leave him there for another year, right? Let's say, and it doesn't work out, which it, it probably won't. But you could say that for a lot of people. But let's say, like, I think, and I think you probably agree as well that Lindelof needs replacing. He hasn't been great at all uh, recently. You know, maybe that's buy. Maybe he starts playing well, but maybe they need to yeah. buy someone else. They need to buy another midfielder. I think everyone agrees. I think that they need to buy another forward player, if not a striker yeah. and a winger. That's four or five big, big signings they must make there. Also, they have to make the decision on the goalkeeper because I think that's a huge decision as well. What did they do with yeah. Dean Henderson? Did they bring him in and sell the hair or did they maybe loan him out or something? There's lots. There's four or five in the summer, I think, alone. And we're not talking about you know a two-year rebuild here. We're talking about next summer. Yeah. There's a lot of decisions to be made. Would you trust Ole to make those decisions? I trust him. I wouldn't trust the people above him to get it done, though. <laughs> that's true as well, yeah. 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 Like... Like you said, like he's. I wouldn't criticize any player he's bought so far. Mm-hmm. Like they've all done well, and I kind of I, I like them, and I agree with what he's trying to do with them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I think he can do it. It's whether, although like I I see reports recently they're trying to get Grealish done in the next month in case he's in the, the England squad and in the Euros and his value goes up and all that. Like mm-hmm. we haven't seen reports like that coming out of United in years. It's always. Oh, we're waiting until the summer. We're putting together our list of targets, all this crack. So, no, it could be more media spin. But I don't know. Has has Woodward realised? Okay, look, we paid for Fernandez. He's working. Do we just go and get the players done? Yeah. Because like eventually the the performance is going to impact the financial side, and that's what he cares about. So, 
Yeah, it's look. It's interesting times ahead. We could spend the night talking about fucking Man United. Last thing on Shaw. What, what do you think of my boy Shaw? You criticize him. You stuck the oar into Shaw nonstop over the last six months. Last maybe month or so, he's been absolutely fantastic. What do you think, Luke Shaw? Oh, I still stick the oar in. Like I think, I think Luke Shaw has unreal ability. Like he was the the best young left back in the world probably when we signed him. Mm-hmm. But then. I just don't think he has the bottle for it. Like, I think he's a nice player, like, skillful, relatively fast, but if someone got stuck into him, he'd back down in a heartbeat. I don't know. I feel like Luke Shaw, when he gets comfortable, he just doesn't do it anymore. You know, he gets he puts on a little bit of weight and he gets sick of it. And then he, then he gets replaced and Brandon Williams comes in for three or four games and Luke Shaw goes to Dubai and trains like a fucking demon for a week and comes back and, you know, he's looking like prime Luke Shaw again. I, I feel like Luke yeah, Shaw but, needs constant kicking up the arse to get to where he needs to be. Like, Yeah, but we don't need that sort of fucking mentally weak player. We need players like Williams who, like... It, it's it's a fairly simple thing like if you look at Williams everything he does is at a sprint like yeah. it's at sprint pace intensity Shaw trots around the place little baby steps flicking the ball around like when's the last time you saw him although he's actually done it once or twice in the last couple yeah, of games but yes. bursting his hole to get forward like Williams does like it just, it just doesn't happen I don't think I think it does I don't think Luke Shaw is as bad as people make out I have a soft spot for Luke Shaw I think he's I think he's alright especially recently he's played very well and especially in that uh, that left side centre back position when they play the back uh, back five I think he's very good there so I'm not, I'm, I'm all on board the Luke Shaw for England like terrain Luke Shaw legend you've been on yeah, like I definitely wouldn't be on Luke Shaw out or anything like he's a good player to have around but yeah. I just I just don't I'd rather Williams in there in a bigger game than Shaw. I wouldn't, to be honest. I wouldn't. I, no, I, I I'd rather would. Williams in those games like against a Wolves at home or someone like that where they're going to be hard to break down and you know he might maybe he'll have that extra fucking sprinting yard that you were talking about to to get that extra cross in that Luke Shaw mightn't get in. I think he's good in that game, but I think better defensively Luke Shaw. I think Luke Shaw is solid. I still think he's good going forward and everything, but I don't know. William, Williams made mincemeat of your boy Adama they had to put him on the other wing yeah Adama my boy. What, about, what, what about a call that was Adama Trore I've been saying for years oh. that man is class <laughs> Real Madrid in for him Barcelona in for him the most overrated player of all time <laughs> No, that's definitely Eden Hazard. He, I, I can't understand how people think Eden Hazard's like oh brilliant player. Someone called him recently on on Sky Sports News. I think it was one of the greatest players in Premier League history. I'm like, are you yeah. kidding me? Yeah. Like, are you joking? Me? Played four good games a year. Like, oh my fucking god. Oh, Damien Duff is better for Chelsea oh, than Hazard probably was he? Hundred percent. Joe Cole yeah. no, ten I, times better. I'm not as bad as you. I don't think he's as useless as you're saying he is, but. I do agree. Like there was patches of every season, he just went missing. Like he, he fucking, I don't know. He played as ma- as many minutes as fucking Usain Bolt a year. That's exactly what he was. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's him. Like I tell you, right? I, I suppose we better talk about Liverpool. We uh, <laughs> probably probably two podcasts ago. No, maybe three podcasts ago. You said, "Ah, Sean, I think they're going to shit." <laughs> I think they're on their way down. They drew a Man United about fucking four months ago. And you said, ah, oh, this could be the end of the, the beginning of the downfall, the beginning of the end. And they've gone on to win literally every game in the Premier League since. Yeah, but hold on. Like, you, you must give me some leeway here because that was before 
like I speculated that they were maybe supplementing and then it oh, subsequently yes. came out that they are supplementing. They are so supplementing, sure. Yes. I, I didn't know that before when I made that statement. So yeah. I didn't know they had an, a leg up on everyone else. Yeah. What are you on? <laughs> I'm on my bike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if anyone didn't notice it, this, this is over in the True Balls. Um, uh, I, be, I believe it's actually Eamon McLean sent it into us, Liverpool fan Eamon McLean, about Liverpool supplementing, which JJ wildly speculated on during the last podcast, and then it turned out I that... Didn't, go on. I didn't wildly speculate. I used common sense and how <laughs> Logic they and never, reasoning. ever, ever get injuries to their top players who play every game. Yeah. Do you see that thing they had on MNF the other day about like the top uh, scorers and assisters in Europe? And Mo Salah had played like 15 games in all the rest of them over the last two or three years, whatever it was it's like yeah, yeah that's it's ridiculous from a, like a sprint player who like does nothing but run all the time like that that is very odd all right and never gets questionable question very questionable sure, look all allegedly here we're only talking oh yeah of course yeah of course uh, speculating speculating about that article that came out i think it was the was it the independent or one of them so someone put out an article anyway. but anyway um yeah. Uh, look, I suppose Liverpool have obviously been on, been unreal. I, uh, everyone disagrees with me when I say it, but I I think the league is absolutely so bad that it's making them look really good as well. Now they are unbelievable. They're probably the most dominant team in Premier League history. Um, but I just feel like they wouldn't be. I I still think they'd be walking away with the league, even if the league was a little bit better. But I think Sheffield United are a perfect example of why this league is weak. Because I know you love Sheffield United and Chris Wilder. And yeah. he's a very good coach. But the fact that you have one very good coach, right, with a bunch of average players, not one standout player, I don't think, in that team. And they're, yeah. in what, in the top seven or eight. That shows you how yeah. weak this league is. You have a, t- a team that came up, you know, a bunch of, you know, League One and, and Championship players, basically, with a few good players, you know, put in top of them, with one good manager, and they can get, you know, to almost to the top six. It's craziness. Like, this league is so bad. Yeah, yeah like... <sighs> Like the league was probably always predominantly only two or three teams anyway, but it is. I think this season is particularly bad. I think was it last night on the debate, Carlton Cole was kind of making a point that it's kind of a freak season that there's so many clubs going through turmoil at the same time. Like yeah. we got rid of Jose, we've all in still trying to bed him down. Spurs got rid of Pochettino, mm-hmm. kind of partway through the season. Jose's in all their strikers uh, Arsenal, injured. Yeah, all their strikers in, injured. Arsenal got rid of. Um, Emery mm-hmm. they've Arteta in um, Chelsea have Lampard in they had a, a transfer ban couldn't sign players like it's so like even at the start of the season City were their only yeah. real chance because they were the only kind of stable club mm-hmm. and I think they've underperformed they, I think they're the ones that are to disappointing that they didn't put up more of a challenge yeah yeah yeah, it, that, but, uh, that is it, yeah. Like, yeah. it's it's never been this situation before, has it? Where it's not only, like, people have kind of run away with the league before, but there's never been a situation where they've run away with the league. And, like, the team in second and third are, like, kind of shit. Like, there's, you know, it's yeah. like, who's going to lose yeah. top four rather than who's going to get it, isn't it? But, like, yeah. And, like, just on the Liverpool thing, like, it's everyone's going to have oh, are they the best ever and all this, but... They'll probably they'll they'll definitely end up with the best points total ever, mm-hmm. and everyone's saying, "Oh, I think they already have something like the points total United had in '99, or they're yeah. fairly close." But like, I still think Arsenal's Invincibles would give them a fair rattle if not beat them. The United team in '99 would beat them. Like, I think everyone has a sharp memory, and it's like because it's now when they're so excited and they're playing well, it's like, "Oh, they're the best ever." But that's very disingenuous to the the great teams that have gone before like because 
everyone says, oh, you can only play what's put in front of you. But like they played the league circumstances at that time as well. And it was probably as much of an achievement to win it. Like Arsenal going the season unbeaten and stuff. So like they're doing exceptionally well. And look, I actually enjoy watching them because they play lovely stuff. And I hate saying that. But I still think people are getting a bit too carried away. Yeah, I agree. Like, you can't call a team a great Premier League team when they still haven't even won the league. Like, they're, you know, they're a very, very good team and everything like that. I don't necessarily agree with, like, the, the Invincibles in the 99 team would give them a good rattle. I think just people's physical ability has changed an awful lot since then. Like, I know we were kind of rowing about Robert Perez there the other day. I, like, I don't think Robert Perez would be a Premier League player this year, to be honest, or this 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 time around he just I don't think he'd that good like I feel like the last sort of teams I feel like Mourinho's team with Robin and Drogba and Duff those, that team would give this a serious rattle or the Man United team with Tevez Rooney and Ronaldo and you know Vidic and uh, Rio Ferdinand at the back that team and you know Carrick and Scholes in midfield and all them that would give this team a serious rattle as well yeah. Like, and the thing about those teams like Every Chelsea team and Arsenal team, you know, we talked about there, had a Man United team who were really good coming up against them. Every Man United team had the Arsenal Invincibles or the Chelsea team or the really good Liverpool or the really good Leeds team back in the day. Okay, this t- you know this team last year had the really good Man City team coming against them, but they've had no one coming against them this year. Like last year, I think, I think there's an argument to say Man City were one of the best teams of all time because of the struggle they had to get to it. Like the biggest struggle ever, maybe to get to a league apart from maybe their own one. I mean, Man United were right up against them, but you know what I mean. The yeah. best line total ever. This year, it's just been too easy for them, and I don't. I think that kind of precludes them from being the best team ever because it was just, it's just a cakewalk from really, isn't it? Yeah, like. Yeah, like I, I would nearly, I'd have more respect for what they did last year to finish second because, yeah. like, towards the end of the season, they just went on this run where it was tit for tat every single game between them and City, and they knew they had they had to win. Like, no, no, they don't have that pressure on them. But like, to be fair to them, they're still like the last against West Ham. I was like, all right, they could potentially lose this, and they still dig it out of somewhere. Mm-hmm. So. I have to give them credit for that too that they are keeping going that the pressure's off but yeah like I I, I like I agree with what you're saying on City last year like what they did to win the league given like the fixtures and everything went against them towards the end of the season Liverpool were always playing first mm-hmm. like City knew they had to win they were under pressure every week and they kind of did it so yeah like it, it'll be an unbelievable achievement to win it this year and the way they've won it but I think everyone's getting carried away with this best ever talk. I don't yeah. know. I don't buy into that. There is a ten- tendency to do that anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's touch on a few more topics before we get out of here as well because uh, we don't want to stay up all night. No, hopefully we'll be back <laughs> quicker than like three months. What do you think of yeah. uh, what do you think of Man City's two-year ban from the from European competitions? Oh, look, I think it. I I think it's fully justified. I just don't believe it will be upheld fully. Mm-hmm. It'll either be overturned or it'll be reduced to one year or something. I don't know. Um, none of these things seem to get upheld. Like, how many times have Barcelona, Madrid, Chelsea have transfer, transfer bans and they're always cut short? Mm-hmm. So, like, I think it's right because they're, they are definitely doping financially. Like, mm-hmm. um, but I still don't think they'll get the two-season ban. Now, even a one-season ban could have a massive impact on them. Like Bernardo Silva is talking about loving to play with Messi and all this sort of stuff now. So there there could be players there looking to say, right, if I'm not going to be in the Champions League, I might move on. Yeah. Um, and even, even Pep himself, maybe I know he said, oh, I'm staying even if they're in League Two. But 
he's probably only saying that to keep the players and if maybe if a few of the players left he might go right I'm off as well yeah um, you know every you know, single say, uh, every single player playing for Man City is only there for the money as well you know they're not there for the the love of Man City or anything like that so you know if they got as much money somewhere else and they got playing the Champions League somewhere else they'd be off out of there very very quickly maybe apart from David Silva who's maybe learned to love it over the years but yeah like yeah. I, I think they gave him the two years so they could give him one year to be honest that's probably why yeah, they did it yeah. uh, and it, uh, like even one year it's I think it's going to be tough for that. I thought the funny thing about I, I don't know if this is 100% true or not but I saw someone say it the other day that a lot of the stuff was actually found out by the investigation into Liverpool um do you know when Liverpool like oh, tapping into, ha- yeah, into their thing? Yeah, yeah. So a lot of the information was actually found out from that. Yet nothing happened to Liverpool over that. Nothing happened to Liverpool over tapping up Van Dyke. Like it's funny. Like yeah. you know, you say nothing happens to people. Nothing happened to Liverpool, and it led to this. And is something going to happen to them? I don't know. Oh, sure, they, the amount of things they've done, like fucking. Like I said, hacked into their scouting network. They paid whatever it was, a million or something. Oh, mm-hmm. we'll forget about that. Yeah. They tapped up a player. Oh, we won't sign him for six months. We'll forget about that. Yeah. They played They played an eligible player in the League Cup this year where they're thrown out. No. Mm-hmm. Klopp decides, oh, I'm too good for the FA Cup. I don't need to actually do my job. I'll mm-hmm. just take a day off and send in the reserves manager. Yeah. Like, Wolves fighting for their their survival a couple of years ago put out a, a second string team they got fined for it yeah. and Liverpool put out a bunch of kids and they don't but I don't know I don't know like I said last year there's something going on there that it's been fixed for them to mm-hmm. to succeed because I think for the Premier League Liverpool come and go again be good for business. It is, yeah. Good for social media, isn't it? Good for uh, all these metrics from an app. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Makes too much. And and what did they do in this year, JJ? What happens? What comes in this year? VAR. Just so happens yeah. it comes in this year when Liverpool win the league. Isn't that lucky? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I actually thought it would go against them because of all the offside goals they got last year. But yeah. then they're, they're just giving them to me anyway this year and taking yeah. them off everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> It's true, like it's true. Liverpool, oh, it's, 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 I imagine being a Liverpool fan wouldn't be great. Everything gone for you. Yeah, you know, the funny thing is, Liverpool fans coming out in the last week saying we're benefiting from VAR. Ah, oh, come on. Uh, like potentially the only thing we did, like Maguire should have been sent off for that kick in the stones, but yeah. the other ones are clear, like they're not. Maguire should have been sent off but it was one of those ones where I think if you had an argument down the pub and you're saying like should that be a sending off I think like 100% of the people said no it shouldn't be but in the letter of law yeah it should be so they get it wrong what yeah. about the Los Celso one have you seen that one yet I know you were out somewhere but uh, see, yeah. how the fuck yeah, is that yeah. not a red card that was a joke <sighs> that was absolute joke ridiculous absolutely ridiculous and wh- which was it was it Ederson or some goalkeeper basically punched the lead in the head and got away with it as well? It was Ederson, I think. And do you remember that other one with Ederson yeah. as well? And two in the same game. This was going back a while ago, I think, wasn't it? But yeah, it's like VAR is still a far. <laughs> I, lo- I just love watching him kick the ball. He's br- oh. <laughs> There's no one in the world, I think, I like watching him kick a ball more than Ederson. He's just... He's lovely. It's really what you want from a keeper, isn't it? Do you ever watch those videos on Facebook where they have like that sand stuff and they cut it and it like all falls away uniformly? Do you ever like those satisfying videos? Do you ever see them, no? That's like Ederson <laughs> yeah. kick. That's like Ederson kicking a ball. Ederson kicking a goal kick. Like I loved it tonight. Uh, Real Madrid were pushing up and 
I was like, watching, I was like, kick it over the top. Because, <laughs> you know, you remember Solchar or uh, Solchar, Aguero scored like four goals like that in one, in one season. Yeah, yeah. I was like, they haven't seen that, obviously. He's just going to kick it over top. And he did it to Mares at one time and he just missed it. And they kind of wise up it after that. But I love oh, I love a bit of it. Do you think lads are like that? Like, we, I know we talked about Alexander Arnold as well being, you know, dodgy at the back and stuff. But obviously, yeah. obviously Alexander Arnold makes up for it. But do you think someone like Ederson, who maybe it's less obvious, do you think his ability actually makes up for his, you know, his negative it's as as an actual goalkeeper I don't but right. I know a lot of people would say the opposite like he's rated as one of the best in the league I don't think he's anywhere near it but he probably suits yeah. their style of play mm-hmm. um, but uh, I, I wouldn't want him in my team if I had a choice mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Right last few things before we go Odio Nogalo what do you think good signing bad signing <laughs> All right, signing like mm-hmm. uh, I think everyone was extremely harsh on him like saying oh it's a joke we're getting this fella like even Gary Neville was very harsh than I thought like he's they're saying oh we shouldn't be in this position like we should have signed someone fair enough but it's not like we went and paid 50 million from like he's in on loan until the end of the season we've nothing to lose like Mm -hmm. so and he's not a pure dud he has scored goals in the Premier League before like if if Fergie had done this no one would say a thing yeah like he he brought in Larson. I know Larson's maybe a, a bit better, like, but brought him in short term, do a job. Like, if we didn't get anyone in, they'd be roaring. We didn't get someone in, so it's just people just love to give out about United. Yeah. Like, I, to be honest, I'd love to see him doing well because he's clearly a massive fan and like loves being at the club and wants to do well. So I hope he does well. Plus, I want him to shut everyone else up as well. So yeah, it'd be great. Wouldn't it? I, like we need. Yeah. I've I've often said about different sorts of players, different sorts of positions. Man United actually just need kind of bodies in the door more more than anything else. Yeah. We needed yeah. a body at that time, and to get him was yeah. uh, was good, I suppose. Christian Eriksen gone to Inter. You kind of sad Man United didn't get him. Yeah, yeah, I am. Uh, it's probably less so now. The Bruno we got Bruno and he's doing well. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Like what did they pay from sixteen million or something? Was it? Was it? Was it like, I think it was sixteen or twenty yeah, million or something. Sixteen like million pounds, like, twenty million euros. Yeah. Yeah, like that's scandalous money for a player of his quality, really. But, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, like I, I thought we should have been in for him, but maybe he didn't want to come. So, but, uh, yeah, I think Fernandez doing well now has softened that blow a little bit. And what's the crack then with? Uh, Grealish and Madison like Fernandez seems to be playing in that position where they're but I know he can move back and set back a bit but it looks like we're all in to get one of them as well in the summer doesn't it and I think we, I think we're kind of vote leading Grealish now aren't we yeah I like Madison's very good but I think he's only very good in the 10 position like literally in that little pocket behind the striker whereas mm-hmm. I think Grealish can do that plus he can do more like against Spurs the last week, he was constantly getting the ball on the left wing and skinning uh, Aurier. He should have had Aurier sent off in the first 10 minutes. He was just making a fool of him. Like, And I think he can kind of play a bit deeper than Madison. He's more more to his all-round game. And I think, I don't know, I just don't like the cut of Madison. I think there's a bit of a wanker in him. Like, yeah. Whereas I think I think Grealish has got over that wanker yeah. phase. When you said that to me, when you said that, I was like, that's fucking true. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that completely changed him. I was all team Madison. Like, when you said that, I was like, fuck it, he's a point there. Like, he, yeah, Greenish yeah. has the dickhead stage kind of gone out of him. Yeah. Yeah, I think he, he got that out of him in Tenerife or Megalof or wherever he was, penned out in the street. Sure, look. But, like, <laughs> I, I, I think, I just, yeah. I think Madison will be, could potentially be the type 
that if he came to United, he'd just be like, oh, I've made it now. And he'd yeah. just turn into a, a Lingard. Yeah, he, he actually Obviously could. A, yeah, better quality Lingard, but a Lingard. Yeah, and like he's like a good set-piece guy as well and things like that. Like, I don't know what he suit Man United. Is. Like, I feel like if he was a right winger and he played that way, then he might suit Man United. But if you're playing him as a number 10, kind of... I, like I, I think long term, and I know it's not the case this year, but I think long term, Madison will probably get you more goals, more assists. But I think Grealish would make the team better while getting goals and while yeah. getting assists as well. And I think at the at right now, I think that's more important for Man United. So look, yeah, yeah. Right, let's uh, just quickly go through our bets, and we will end it there then for the year. <laughs> so the Fuki bet is as in that I won that Fuki got to what was it ten goals for the season. Nine goals, wasn't it? Nine goals, yeah. Got there by uh, got there by November, so we did that picture's circling around the place. <laughs> I got that money off anyway. Myself and uh, myself and Dave Mosgrave have, have a bet. It's only ten euro. I can't believe Mason Greenwood. I have, and he has William, who'll score more Premier League goals. So Greenwood's only one ahead. So that's that's pretty is close. That yeah, he's only one ahead. Greenwood is five. William oh. is four. So. Oh jeez, I thought he was more. No, that's fair. I, actually, I looked that up like yeah, just after he scored the goal, so maybe he's two ahead. No, but I still think he's only one yeah. ahead. Yeah. Uh, your yeah. Sis, yourself and most of twenty euro that Axel Tunzebe will start ten or more league games. How? Oh, the injury ruined him. He was on the run. He was starting. Mm. How many has he started? Like two or something. I think he'd started two. Well, was it two or three? But not all of them are league games. So he started, I think, maybe three games in a row and then got injured. Yeah. But that was like that was a great call again by me. It's just injury again. <laughs> He's not a duly it's a fact like he, It's injury, yeah. sure. He would have started 10, 15 games. Yeah, and Lindelof has been shy as well, so yeah, it's not a it's actually yeah. not a bad call. Uh you have fifty euro most that, that oh, should I be reading these out actually? I, I just realized yeah, <laughs> like these are private bets and I'm just reading them out in the middle of <laughs> I completely <laughs> forgot. Uh, Man, United, Man United won't score more than 50 total league goals. I've, I've no idea how many goals Man United have. How many of them? Oh, I don't know, but they're, they're definitely on the way to get that. Are they all right? I, lo- I, looked, I looked weeks ago and they were at 36. Mm-hmm. Oh, were they? Oh, yeah, they'll be all right. So. Yeah, and our bet, our bet, the most interesting one, maybe. And we've other, <sighs> Actually, hold on, before we get to that one. We have fantasy league bets as well, which... This, this, oh. oh, there was nearly punches thrown at Christmas over this because we, we did the podcast with David Musgrave, as everyone heard, and we paid him up his 25 euro. We're 25 euro at Christmas, 25 euro at the end of the year. So we paid him up his 25 euro. He's on top. And later that very same night, he started telling us, he's, he's a, he started telling us he has a guy, a guy that tells him about, I couldn't believe yeah, my ears. Sh- like, I'm not. Like, if, if there's one team. Mm-hmm. In world football, it's dirtier than Liverpool. It's David Moses' oh, football team, or fantasy Mosley. football team. <laughs> it's like, the hashtag but, not a financial doping. Hashtag not a fantasy doping. But you know the funny thing is, if you listen back on these podcasts, mm-hmm. we said he definitely is researching stuff on the internet, or oh. definitely has a guy. Mm-hmm. We called it. We, we knew it. it. We we are fucking visionaries in fairness, aren't we? We're yeah. absolutely visionaries. So that second bet has been null and voided. Um, well, I'm not paying out. I don't I'm care. Not, we vote like it was a democratic vote, and that's how things are yeah. done. So we're not paying out. <laughs> The 25 quid, there was a three-man vote and two of them were off. <laughs> and the last bit there, bet then is the big one between me and you. And this is going to be the one that goes down to the wire. We have 50 euro that I said no Man United player will score 
you no, you said a man United, what is it 15 goals or more yes. oh yeah man united players yeah. score 15 goals or more this season and you win 15 league goals. goals league goals and rashford yeah. is on 14 isn't he <laughs> oh when he got injured 14 goals <laughs> and That's i sick. we were talking about it and i was like i hope he tears his acl joking like <laughs> and then he's out for the rest of the season i'm like that's shit you put the jinx in him, <laughs> but it'll save me fifty euro possibly. I don't know, like the way the way Bruno's coming in now and the way Martial is playing. I think Martial is what like eight or something. He could do it. Uh, like. Nine is it nine? It was a nine. I probably will. So. Yeah, I think it could be. I, th- and, like, I think he could. Yeah, I think he could. I think he could as well. And Rashford could come back as well and play again. I, I, you know, there's these just wheel them on to take a penalty or something. <laughs> These physios, what the fuck do these physios know? They'll only, they'll only look up the answers on the internet. That's all these physios do. Yeah, they're no use. Look at, right, we're back anyway. That's it. True balls for life. Congratulations, Big Daddy JJ, Big Daddy Morph. What are you going to change in your uh, Twitter handle to? Big Daddy Morph, is it? Uh, yeah, I th- oh, you actually found one that was I available. Found one, yeah, there was one good one, all right, but we'll have to... Uh... Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to change my bio to man, husband, father. <laughs> Man, husband, father, dickhead. <laughs> that would be that would be fantastic. <laughs> oh god! Or just podcaster, father, dickhead. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's, that's the bad things you are. But anyway, right, JJ, that's it. Sign us out. All right. Sorry for the break, everyone. Uh, just a minor thing about a big change in my life there, having a baby. But uh, we'll be back now more regularly, and we're having these podcasts all. Right, thanks. Good luck.